Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 168 of the Lookout Podcast. I am Mills. I'm here with LJ. Yo, we are. We're back. We're back. We're back for more Full Metal Alchemist. For more, um, do you have your uh, your auto mail set up? If you had an auto mail part, what would it be? Like it'll be place arm. it'll be a, it'll be an arm for sure. Both arms or just one arm? Nah, one arm. Both arms is too. Like one arm is cool. It's like damn. Like why'd you lose your arm? Losing both arms, you're like damn. You Who's got. You like you got has fucked up. Who has in? It's someone in the superhero universe who has two metal arms. Uh, there's a. That's a couple right now. I think about it. Yeah, Jacks Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, hold on. Actually, oh. let me look at it for our. Uh, this might be good. You know, it might be for our ADA I... brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? Um, is oh. it Striker? Who's Striker? Um, let's see. Mega Man, of course. Who could forget? Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What's his name? He's black. I forget. How about Cable? Like no, not Cable. Guy. Bishop? I don't know. <laughs> he used to Cyborg? hang out with... I don't... He might be in um Teen Titans. Yeah, Cyborg. Cyborg? Okay, alright. Uh, now I gotta see if Bishop... I'm like, this Bishop doesn't have... Someone in, uh... I feel like someone in Mortal Kombat has metal arms too. No, yeah, Bishop doesn't have metal arms. Shout out to Bishop though; he's cold. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. hold on, Jax. There you go. Yeah, Jax Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. History. We're doing History. the work. We're recognizing. Yeah. Are you giving black man metal arms? This is a this is a version of representation in a way. Maybe this anime is representation in a way. Could be. Maybe, maybe. Um, all right. So, how have, how have you been? How's uh have you been watching anything? Have you been reading anything? Are you excited um, about anything? I actually went to the comic book store yesterday. I got okay. two volumes of the Darwin Incident, which is amazing. What's that um, about? It's about. Obvious. <laughs> um, it's about this human z so it's the first ever like half human half chimpanzee hybrid human mm-hmm. that was created in this lab and like you have these radical um these like radical environmental terrorists or animal liberation ter- terrorists and they're the ones that technically saved them and he's like the child of this like genius chimpanzee and this biologist that embedded his dna in her so it was just it's a bunch of like in, it sounds like a Futurama of, episode yeah um imagine it, it's very planet of the apes-esque which i and i love the planet of the apes um but it's like you know it deals with a lot of like you know he's a he's a human but he's a chimpanzee he goes to school and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff happens and it's really cool. I, I can't it, it's hard to explain it all without giving it all away. Mm. But it's it's 
much more serious. I'll say this: it's much more serious than you think. Like the it sounds goofy in terms of explaining the concept, but it's you very. It. <laughs> no, yeah, it's very it's very serious in terms I'm of. Gonna, I'll, I'll put the, I'll, the put, I'll put in post production. I put serious music under it to make it sound more. Serious. <laughs> you <laughs> made it sound like a great time. Like he's going to school. It's like what is this? Like you know, no, it, because it's like man, you got girls, the sorority got houses, the, something. He's he just got a monkey. That's funny. <laughs> he's just a he's just a monkey trying to figure it out, man. He's trying to he's figure just, it out, man. Trying to figure out this thing called we call life. But Round no, time. it like you, you like the animal liber. They're called the Animal Liberation Alliance, but like they're like real life terrorists. Like they're blowing up restaurants and people are dying and kids are dying. They're trying to get the the human Z to be on their side because he possess like he's stronger than a chimp but smarter than a human, and he's just trying to figure out life. But like even him as a you know as a character, he's like really so. One thing in, in like that, especially the first volume, they talk about he's a vegan, and so like kids come up and come up to him and be like, you know, are you in, you know, are you in alliance with these animal liberation people because you're a vegan? Da da da. da. And he's just like, you know, and and one of the kids are trying to bully him, ask him like, so if a rat was to come up to you and it had a disease and you had the choice of killing the rat and or saving yourself, like what do you do? And he's like. I'll kill the rat. And then, so they're like, oh, see, so you're contradicting yourself. And then he pauses and goes, but if you have the disease too, I'd kill you also. <laughs> like, he's essentially like, it. you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to choose to live than to die. Um, Man, it's, it goes deep. It's really good, though. And the art style is really good. Like I said, it's, it's real Planet of the Apes-esque in terms of, like, they, they ain't fucking around. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I haven't started to watch anything else before Metalocalypse. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched really anything else. To also grab the second omnibus of Gundam, the origin story. Okay. So that's fun. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's but watching wise, yeah, Full Metal Alchemist has my full attention right now. As it should, because we're delivering this to great people. I'll be honest with you, rewatching this, I felt like it was more complicated than it was before, but it's actually not. Um, <laughs> like, the show's pretty straightforward for the most part right now. Um, it's just a great story that's kind of, like, going on as we speak. But, yeah, I was like, okay, this is... I've literally watched every episode that we're supposed to watch for this, which is episode 11 through 20. So if you have not watched 11 through 20, you can pause this right now. Watch 11 through 20. Actually, no, for, fuck that. Listen to us. Then you watch 11 through 20. And then I would assume next episode also watch another 10 episodes. Don't quote me on that, but just do it. Um, but yeah, this is this has been a great, man. This has just been a great watch. I love it. I love it. Um, Demon Slayer back in number one in the box office. Of course. They're going to eat forever. It's just for until it's over. Yeah, and then when it's over, I feel that they're gonna. I think that's when we're gonna get the. You think we get a prequel or a sequel? No, because apparently, like the creator of it has gotten no money from all this money that they're making. <laughs> so if I was the creator, yeah, I would be like, unless you pay me one all the extra money I should have got from the movies, and then you pay me a lot to produce this movie, I'm not doing shit. Fuck y'all. Yeah. I mean that's not that's not a 
I'm not surprised I mean, though. That's not out the yeah. norm for that type of stuff to happen. So yeah, no, nah, I'm not making more. It's fucked up, making though. more money than me. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. I, I'm like, there are very few. I feel just authors in general. Talking not even just comics or books. I feel there's very few authors in general that really get to eat off of their work being adapted into movies and things like that yeah the creators don't even really get to eat like that to be honest with you even the people who are part of the filming like like the voice actors and all this other stuff like that animators etc etc they don't really get to eat it's the studios that really get to eat so it's like okay here's what we'll do we'll you know we'll create a studio we'll create you an anime and that'll help you increase the sale of the mangas and of course you get a portion of the manga sales but in terms of the actual film itself we're going to do all of this and we're going to create this and we're going to give it big you know we're going to have this big massive thing and then it's also going to be on crunchyroll so people who subscribe to crunchyroll will also be able to view it at that time and then you're looking at the creator and you're like what the fuck I well really- i mean that's the thing though too is that um I mean, that's a big reason why there's been such a Sakamoto Days um, delay for the simple fact that animes are created to boost manga sales. It's it's not like the other way around where it's like, oh, the manga's popping. Now let's make the anime. It's more so just like, it's, you know, so the, the main goal is to boost the manga sales anyways. Um, and that's the reason why Sakamoto Days have been like so slow to do it because they're like the manga sales are amazing like we're doing great we're doing excellent they're like there really is no big reason for us to like rush into this anime shit because nah, i mean i feel like as i don't know i feel like there is i feel like it's i guess yeah it creates the demand for it but then also we're kind of like oversaturated with anime at this point so like who has yeah for sure it? um in terms of just like not just not just oversaturated by the big ones, but just like by volume of it in general. There's about oh yeah, I mean there's shit that's coming. Yeah, there's there's. I just remembered that. I mean, uh, my hero comes back in what a month. It comes back. It technically the new part, so it's gonna start the first four weeks as a recap of the previous arcs, and then it's gonna start rolling out. Um, my guess is to continue animating things and also shorten the season i'm I'm pretty sure this is going to be a short season like because the show isn't over yet <laughs> usually my hero things are 20 25 24 episode seasons i'm pretty sure we're going to get those four episodes which are recap episodes and then we're going to get like eight <laughs> um maybe more maybe like nine or ten actually maybe the first eight more after that so that's what i'm imagining that we get um how upset would you be i'm not (laughs) if they go off script oh if they went off script i doubt it i feel like the major backlash that they got um was because they went off script and they didn't even go that off script they just changed arcs around it everyone was like fuck this they're fucking with the source material (laughs) messing everything up oh god damn it um so yeah i don't think they're doing that again also there's not much source there's not wiggle room there's not enough wiggle room for interpretation with the source material it's pretty we're in the we're in the end game of the shit i don't know if you've been have you been keeping up with the manga at all uh i'm i'm behind i've been like reading i've been reading very leisurely i'll just say that i'm behind right now okay we're pretty much i can if i had to guess the manga's ending within the next two months like wow yes it's we're pretty much 
I gotta, I guess, wrapping this thing up. Uh, Don't take your time. Um, but we're pretty much like in the like, we know what the final thing we know what the final goal is. It's the final, it's Deku and Shigaraki. I don't even know why. I don't, I don't think I have to explain to anybody. Um, we're there. Deku has figured out a way how to stop him. We're now implementing that way. And then I'm assuming it ends after that. So we're pretty much in the end game of that. So, so my prediction see. of them teaming up isn't you it's not looking likely. Um somebody gotta die. I would say I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> Give me a percentage. Give me a percentage. Your percentage is I don't want to say it because we haven't reached like the full end yet. I could still see there's an if there's an opportunity to do so, but I highly doubt it at this point. Okay, so it's it's not likely. Yeah. I don't Okay, think so. that's all I need to know. I just wanted to know if he was gonna but, go there. If it's not but, looking like it, that's cool. You're like, all right, I'm just not gonna read it. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna still read it for sure. I gotta I mean, listen, I've invested a lot of time into my hero. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this shit. I am looking forward to Blue Box when it comes out. I'm like, okay, I need this. I need this in my life. Yeah, like, we need to change the pace. We need, yeah, we need some yeah. gear shift. So we can talk about it and stuff. If we can put ourselves in this situation, what would we do if we were 16-year-old kids? Um, uh, I'm crashing out. 16-year-old <laughs> me just did not make good decisions at all. all. Right. But whatever well, like the worst decision possible is... <laughs> I would probably make something in that realm. I'm probably not that exact decision, but somewhere very close within yeah, a 16 year old me made very bad decisions. I look forward to doing that. And I look forward to talking about it and recanting our experiences in life. Um, oh, I did. Uh, I did watch Ninja Kamui. Ninja Kamui. 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 There you go. I didn't. Watch uh, it. I watched it. It was only two. Ep- it was only two episodes. It's only two episodes. Yeah, they just started. It's not like. Oh, okay. Oh, I was about to say. Yeah. I was like, it's only two episodes, and why the hell people been telling me watch this shit? No, um, yeah, it's only two episodes have dropped. Uh, so far, yes, is what you're saying. Okay. Yes. Um, and I don't even know what the release dates are. So today could. I mean, by the time y'all hear this, could be three out, or we could just. I could just watch the most recent one and not even know. Hey. Who knows? Um, but no, the me of the two episodes I did watch, it was really good, super violent. Wow, okay. Um, definitely, it's big John Wick vibes. Okay, all right, I'm I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, I'm like big, like like big ninja 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 Wick vibes. Can I can I keep it real with you? I watched the first episode of Solo Leveling when it came out, nice. and then I was like. All right, I don't really get this right now. I'm gonna come back to this later. <laughs> no, I uh, I'm right there with you. Like it was a really good first episode, and I think it's okay for it to be really good. Not I thought it was okay first episode. I wasn't like we've I've seen first episodes that are like wow. I'm never yeah. I mean, it was like it's not. I wouldn't put it in that realm. I would say it's it was really good. It was I. At the end of that episode, I wanted to watch more. I wanted to learn more. The ending was really good to me of that episode. Like I was like, oh shit. Like, okay. I think I'm gonna let new anime sit for five episodes and then watch the first five episodes. Because I don't think unless I know that it's fire from reading the manga, 
Because, like, a first episode just being, like, okay. Like, I get that it builds up. And sometimes things just build up. And the first episode isn't the best episode. But, like, I was like, okay, this seems all right. Cool, I guess. Animation. Same people in various archetypes of people. I was like, okay, all right. Um, But I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Um, And there's a a couple other things I want to watch, too. I didn't get back to Classroom Ability yet. How far um, are you? In it? I didn't watch any of season three yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did you watch the first two seasons? Yeah. How'd you feel? I, we never talked about you felt about the first I know, two seasons. I know, because we we had Cyrus on. Um, shit, I kind of forgot how I felt about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, I remember I did like watching it from week to week. Well, not week to week. I remember I liked sitting down and binging it. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, I'm, I, gosh, I think I have to rewatch it because I kind of forgot what happened. Um, um, they went to the island. I, just, I yeah, I remember that part, and they're like, "Who stole this girl? Was it like panties or what? What was it? Someone yeah, it's backpack." There. Oh, sorry. What was I talking about? Um, no, but there was a panty stealing situation. Also, I think though, like, but the backpack was the main. Like, can't find her bag when they're in the right. forest. Yeah, and it was. I felt like it was. All right. Um, I felt like someone it was majorly. Yes, someone was like, "Get the fuck out of my way." Yeah, um, <laughs> they were not happy. New York. Um, but. Nah, I kind of actually let me let me revisit it. Yeah, we can we can revisit it. I, I mean, if you don't remember, it's okay. I mean, honestly, yeah. I love it very much. And so, if you you listen, when I asked the question, you didn't immediately go, eh. and so no, I'm very happy. Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> hating that it. All. I don't remember hating it at all. In fact, I was like, okay, I by the end of it, I was like, okay, I kind of want to watch season three. So I didn't yeah. hate it at all. But it's just I you gotta remember. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta guess. remember things that happened because I watched I watched the first episode of season four, but then obviously we were season we four. were getting we're in back season three, right? I thought our this season is season three. What's the season? It's season four, three. Though? Season three. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. I was going like I'm tripping. Shit. Um, uh, hold on. Let me let me do my googles real quick. Yeah, you're right. Season three. Um, damn, we're already eight episodes in. I watched the first episode and then hit a. I was like, "Oh, we gotta, you know, we're about to get on our full metal." So I Juj- had a- or ju- and Jujutsu Kaisen. So yeah, yeah. we had our Jujutsu listen, Kaisen. Man. So, yeah, listen, shout out to the people listening to this. We stop our. <laughs> we stop everything we're doing for, for y'all because we, we love to rewatch so Jujutsu Kaisen. We stopped to rewatch, and you're <laughs> like, "We never told you to do any of this." I understand, yeah. but our focus is here. Our focus um, is for the lookouts, for the people. It's for what the people want. So, with that said, let's head back to our focus. Talk about this Full Metal Alchemist because last episode we talked about the first ten episodes of the season, which included everything of explaining alchemy, introducing characters, kind of subtly getting into the plot, um, and it ended with the death of Colonel Mayhew's. This great guy, you know, he was on the force for a long time. He loved his wife. He loved his kids. Very chance to rappery. Um, but he's dead now because he learned too much or he's, he was in the process of learning too much. And 
the um the the big chick with the claws uh decided to lust yes um take him out and here we are and it's kind of jarring from that episode 10 that we go and transition to episode 11 episode 11 is very if it was filler you could have fooled me like it feels very it, it does have that fillery feel to it yeah i get what the i get what the concept of this episode is or what the theme of this episode is um and it has to do a lot with that birth and kind of like seeing the creation of humans naturally as opposed and and kind of like conversing it from the alchemy situation of like how things are kind of like created and in in the sense this is like creation without necessarily destroying um yeah and it explains also, it's nice it was nice to have a, a winry focused episode this is true i mean it, it's like those episodes where like brock would take over and it's one of the brock episodes where he's like yeah hey, you're kind of just like you know yeah, it's like, you know what? I'm happy that you're getting a little bit of a, you know, getting your little shine on. I was, I mean, I love um, Panina, who has the uh, the auto male knee that, like, will with shoot the, you. With the cannon in it? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that and was then a blade on the other one? I thought that was awesome. Um, so they go to, yes, uh, this one, they go to Rush Valley. Rush Valley is known for its automail, and it's pretty much all the impressive engineering and everything like that. They go, and through certain circumstances, being pickpocketed by Panina, uh, Panina um, all right. Um, Shout out to the other guy for, for standing his ground, honking back. Hey, man. How are you? A, are you an angry driver? What would you nah, say? I'm, I'm calm. Okay, it's Go really ahead. funny because. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, it's really funny because, uh, my daughter rides with me. She's always just like, "Dad, why don't you like be snapping at people when you know, like when I'm in the car with others?" I'm just like, I, I don't know. She's like, you just don't say anything. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what can I do? Hey, man, you could do a lot of things. But I was, I was literally getting up to close my window. My window was closed. Um, <laughs> they're honking that loud, and it's penetrating through. Nonetheless, they get to this island. I mean, well, they get to this this part. Um, we see they meet Dominic, who is this great, you know, um, engineer who created a lot of automail and stuff like that. Um, also met his son and daughter-in-law. His daughter-in-law is pregnant. They end up having to deliver the baby. They kind of get to experience the whole um, celebration of life and all this other stuff like that. And then pretty much Edward and Al continue on their merry way. And Winry stays where the fuck she's at. And that is episode 11. I mean, again... Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. They don't know. They don't know that Hughes has died yet. That's really another major thing about this. They have no clue that he has died yet, and they're be giving actually multiple opportunities to learn about this, and they just people just keep avoiding the conversation with them. Um, but the following episode is one that I truly do like because it's one of my favorite characters in the series. Miss Azumi Curtis. Um, 
who one thing I will note about Full Metal Alchemist, and I think one thing that I noted in my first watch of this is how strong and powerful the women characters are in this series and how much it's a stark difference from how they were treated throughout their like the 90s in a sense of how women characters were kind of portrayed in animes they were always kind of like um either subservient or kind of like filler or kind of very love interest um or angry or something along those lines but there are a number of women in this series who are kick-ass including hawkeye including izumi curtis including someone else who we're going to meet later on down the line and i'm truly here for it what are your early thoughts on miss izumi curtis um like I'm trying to I'm trying to think early thoughts Oh she was just, like she was just cool like, I like the you know I like the mean teacher thing I think she's like she's tough I don't know if she's Yeah, I mean, yeah no nah, not me like you said like mean she reminds me of Genkai yeah, I would say that. Like, it's really Genkai esque of like, I love you. This is just tough love. I love tough love characters. Like, you'll be I. Right. So she you know? was right. She's she's there essentially. She's the one who trained them in alchemy. Um, along I think your first. I think your first impression of her and your last impression of her are two. It, like there, I think it grows in terms of like when you first really meet her, you're like. Okay, she's this tough teacher that you know that these you know these boys actually really, although they act scared of her, they very much love and respect her fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and you obviously see that. I think though, the more you learn about her, though, I think it's you figure out like wow, like there is very much a a, a big heart and soul there that she has, um, and. I don't know. I like the I like the fact that you're able to kind of crack that shell. Like they don't just keep her all hardened up and keep her um you know with just this tough exterior where you're really able to like kind of dig in deep with their character. I think that's, you know, once again I think they do that a lot with you know, like you said with the women characters in these, you know, throughout this story of you know, they are, they're so well-rounded. Um, and, the, you know, and with that, it's like they're not, you know, they're not one-dimensional or, like you said, they're not kind of playing the background and that's all they are. Like you said, subservient or just a love interest. Like, they have, they play really vital roles and especially for the male characters in there. They're, um, like you said, they're not just, uh, you know they're they're not below or just beneath like a lot of them like i said they play a, a such a major role in just in the story and for the male characters that support and also just as leaders in it um and you see it throughout shit even on the villain side it's kind of that same way um so once again she's just another one of many characters in this story one of many like female characters in this story that that hold a lot of weight in that without that like you know without her like this story would be missing something for real right and you you'll be able to sense it and i think it's important that when ed and al eventually arrive to her place you kind of see immediately they revere her for everything that she's done and what she's kind of like what she represents to them because 
you see, I mean, you talk about this kind of shell being cracked. It all happens kind of in the same episode, maybe the first two episodes or so, until actually they maybe depart from the town of um, Resemble, um, which they go to after Rush Valley. But essentially the story is when they lost their mother, they witnessed um, Azumi use alchemy to stop this giant flood that was going to affect the city. And they were incredibly in awe of her. They're like, yo, she is awesome. Could you train us in alchemy and stuff like that? And in order to take her on as pupils, she sent them out in the, um, she sent them out in the woods to kind of like just train and tell them you cannot use alchemy for the one month you're in the woods to kind of really show them, give them perspective on life and that like how important things are and how, you know, just to kind of like teach them a little bit more of value in their lives and where they are at kind of in the universe. So eventually she does take them on as pupils. They become as great as they essentially become. Um, and uh, I mean, you can tie this back into like them wanting to learn alchemy a little bit more for the events that happened in the second episode. So they can use humans transmutation to be able to do things. And it's, you know, completely forbidden, but also in this sense, she is someone who has attempted that in her own right. She had a baby um, or she was having a baby. She unfortunately lost the child and she wanted to use um, human transmutation to kind of like bring back that child. And it failed. And in the, uh, like, with everything alchemy, there's no creation without destruction and it took some of her inside. So she is permanently ill and she's permanently lost the ability, not only just like she's ill, but she, like she's lost the ability to have children just in general from experimenting with this kind of ordeal. So she's been through a lot and it's because of her loss of children and seeing both Ed and Al that she sees in them like, oh, okay, you guys lost your parents. I lost my child. That's why she kind of has a soft spot for them. And, you know, they uncover the secret together, um, or at least they relate on that fact towards the end of the episode. Um, and then it tr even transitions to the beginning of the next episode where she essentially expels the mass students because they went through this entire thing. And that's her being like tough love, um, just being, you know, saying like, listen, you guys did wrong and all these other things. You didn't appreciate it how you were supposed to appreciate it. So I cannot continue to accept you as students. Um, and yeah, I like this part. Shout out to the husband, too. Shout out to the husband, husband, Sig, yeah. Because cool he, he's the one that he's the one that really saved them. Absolutely. In this he moment. Was like, Listen, he was like, she wasn't really expelling you. Like, this was kind of like a ploy. Like, this is a thing. Like, actually, you should go back. Um, and they eventually Yeah, because he's you know, I think he explained to him of just like, you know, she sees y'all like, as an equal time, now. you know, like right. Because now they're not their students, now they're peers. Yeah. So now they're able to like have conversations with her, not as like in revering of her of like, hey, like you're our teacher, like we do everything you say, but as peers, because again, you're grown up and you've also been through the same thing and made the same mistakes that she's made. And you you're just strong as you made and able to make decisions. Not decisions she necessarily approves of, like joining the state alchemist thing and all this other stuff like that. But nonetheless, she understands that they're, you know, they're growing up and they're making their own decisions. Um, let me see. What else happens in this? I mean, there's a couple of things that happen. It's There's a lot of plots that kind of, I want to continue to like stick to the 
the um Rustumble kind of like arc because they eventually go in the you know um they go to Dublith. Am I bugging yet? They go to Dublith, um, not Rustumble, but Dublith, and Alphonse gets this note and says like, listen meet us nearby, blah, 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 and we get our first taste of pretty much the outward explanation of what these people are, which is a homun- homunculus. Am I saying Homunculus. Right? Homunculus. This is going to be tough for, like, weeks. Um, and chimeras and stuff like that. I don't know why it's saying that it reminds you of the, of the Rick Ross. Uh, huh? Not a monkey... He's uh, a, he's not a hungry. He's a monkey. Homunculus. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Rick Ross. I still want Rick. Rick Ross, my dream guest for the lookout. That would be insane. He like, <laughs> like I like I just want to explain things to him. I don't even want him to watch it. I just want to explain you shows. Know, I feel him. gluttony. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel <laughs> gluttony. You know what I'm saying? I feel him. Um, I've ate a few people myself on wax, you know what I'm saying? Um, but he would say it in a Rick Rossi way. Nonetheless, Alphonse gets in this situation where he gets pretty much kidnapped, a giant fucking suit of armor getting kidnapped. Um, and he gets introduced to the homunculi himself known as Greed, who is different. We've met three thus far. We've met Envy, Lust, and and Gluttony. We now meet Greed. Greed is kind of on his own. He's not really fucking with the rest of the group. He kind of like does whatever he wants to do. But he also introduces them to the concept of like, this is a chimera. And Alphonse is like, chimera? That shit that they turned the girl into die into? I ain't ever seen no chimera that actually walked, talk a lot. But it was like, no, he perfected it. He was like, we can, this is a gang right here. Um, and they want to know essentially what they kind of like want is to become immortal. I think that's what all the homunculi, because they realize that essentially um, because his existence is, well, what they, their theory is because Al's existence is bonded to a non-living object. That's the closest thing to immortality. Um, so greed is like I'm truly not immortal, but if we got to, we'll take you apart and figure out how the fuck you did this. And what they want to do is essentially what eventually Al comes in. I mean Ed comes in to try to save his thing, and he dispatches. He like beats up the Chimera and stuff like that. Like you know hero shit, main character yeah. stuff. Um, and Edward asks what greed is because he's like, yo, you are not a homunculi. Like you are. What are you? Like, you got skin that's super hard and all this other stuff like that. And they essentially, what Greed wants is exchange of information. It's like, hey, you teach us how to body soul or bond our soul to an immortal thing, and we'll teach you how to take your soul and put it in a living thing so your brother can have an able-bodied and be able to do all types of shit. Um, and, of course, Ed says no. He's like, fuck that. No, we're not agreeing to you we don't uh we don't agree with terrorists you know what i'm saying um yeah, we, don't, we don't negotiate with terrorists we don't negotiate with terrorists at all and it's the fight and it happens and ed is realizing he's in over his head because greed is absolutely beating his ass and he is not beating greed's ass at all um 
But then Azumi shows up. And not only does uh, Azumi show up at the end of the episode, we also see the appearance of someone else who's giving major villain vibes, which is none other than uh, the Fiora, King Bradley. Um, we didn't talk about this last time, but I'm real. I still feel salty that you didn't agree with my voice acting comment. What do you mean? When I told you that, when I told you that, oh. I wish King Bradley sounded more country. Which is all like oh, a cowboy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I agree with it. King Bradley? It doesn't sound like he, he, he looks it, though. The mustache and everything. The patch. He's King he Bradley. Sound, he, should sound like a, he should sound like a killer cowboy. King Bradley shows up. There's big weird vibes because King Bradley be showing up in random places at random. He's the he's always of- there, huh? When just when the the evil villain or the evil plot about to pop off, and, and just- he wants to handle it himself. You don't want no help. Yeah. You don't want no people giving him backup. He's like, listen, I'm here to handle business. He was like, they went to Central Command because um. We talk about he kind of he kind of broke he kind of broke character though and broke face though with this battle. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, he, yeah, that boy Alphonse ready to shit his suit. It was, well, it was a reveal that he's a homunculi himself. Oh. I don't think I don't think that Alphonse saw the eye. He just saw what he did to greed. Right. Well, he saw what he did to greed, and then saw what he did to the girl that was trying to live inside of him, <laughs> which is nuts. Because um, there's no way I want. A dead per like dead body, someone being stabbed, and it's just it's too much to go through. But King Bradley's there, um, goes up against greed. He eventually subdues greed and is able to take greed. Um, and he also uh, shout to Major Armstrong too, kills everyone and stuff like that. Uh. Major Armstrong went in there and got busy also. He also got busy. Yes, this is true. This is true. All, All Might, Might did his thing. Yeah, All Might definitely did his thing. Um, Him versus All Might, straight hands. <laughs> Who's coming out on top? All Might, for sure. <laughs> All Might punches changes the weather. Like, <laughs> it's not even close. Um, I don't know, Straight hands, no powers. Them is just boxing. No powers? What do you mean? <laughs> they just, they just boxing. They just throwing hands. No powers. Just straight hands. I don't know if all my all my is. You talking about? You want skinny all my to face this big? No, body? not skinny all my. Like, he could be yeah, a power. That's forward. what you asking for. It's that like is, he could be a power four. He can't be over here using Detroit smashes. He just he just got to be in his power forward. That's buff all my. You apparently want Skeletor to no, go up against. That would be whack. That would be so messed up. Um. So. <laughs> No, all my wins, but it's just a funny thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's just because they really like they really give him the all my interest on everything. Like, major, it doesn't matter the situation or the scenario. He's getting the he's getting the you know I am here. Yeah, right, absolutely. And then also, Alan during this end of this fight with uh with uh with King Bradley, they're like, "Yo, King Bradley's around a lot." Like, <laughs> And he 
he killed his guy and didn't even ask him for any information, which is not what we're, we're supposed to do. In fact, they told me not to do that in the first episode. Um, so he's like, mm, something's fishy. This is King Bradley guy. Um, anyway, King Bradley, he ends up meeting with his fellow uh, homunculi, Lust, Gluttony, and Envy, um, and says he's taking greed as a prisoner. And essentially, they dip him in, like, lava and extract his Philosopher's Stone. All this for the Philosopher's Stone. It's kind of weird. Um, Shout out to Greed. He's, he died ten toes down. He was like, fuck y'all. Hey, listen. i have not mad at it at all. Not mad he at it like, at all. Because I not fuck with any of you guys. We get the big reveal at the end of that episode, too, don't we? The big reveal that... um. Shit. Talk about it. I forgot it. Father? Who father is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Father. Okay. Yeah. Father. Father's there. Father is there. Um the king of the homunculi. He's definitely there. Um shout to, you know, shout to single dads out there. <laughs> I agree. Shout out to you guys. Um, even the evil ones. But yeah, not to even the evil single dads. Um, and then King Bradley returns to his family, like nothing fucking happened. You're like, of course, son, I would do this all the time. I was just a little blood. Um, meanwhile, all of this is happening. Colonel Roy Mustang, he getting busy, but like busy on the ground. You know what I'm saying? He's got his transfer to central, you know, central city. He gets to take all his peoples with him, which is nuts. Um. Yeah, that's such a crazy. Shout out to them; they're eating too. Yeah, easily. Um, I feel bad for Gene though. He had to give up his baddie. He's like, man, I'm just getting serious with this girl. Scar is Scar is preparing for his next time. He got to like beat up people. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, let's. I like. There's a there's a big thing. I mean the the. Um, I think the expansion of the setting, that's always a, like, that's one thing about this show that I really like. Cause it also like, it, it um, it's giving Pokemon to me. Yeah, that too. But, it, it, but I think Map, once again, another, uh, but no, one, another thing that Pokemon does really well that I was just about to bring up of how they're expanding the setting gives such a great feel of like adventure. Um, and that, like, the fact that this is kind of like an adventure tale, um, they're going to all these different places. Uh, I think the biggest thing within these last, you know, these next 10 episodes is the introduction of uh, Jing and Alcastry and this desert that's separating these two countries and going all the way or nations from each other. Um, yeah, like. You know, obviously you're jumping around kind of city to city that they're in. But I, I like, once again, they they have expanded the setting and expanded the world now. And now, so there's so many other different possibilities. And now, I mean, even introduction of new characters, um, uh, Ling, May, uh, f- well, it was Fu, right? The other mm-hmm. the two ninjas. I forgot what the uh, girl's ninja name is. Um but yeah, like the, once again, like this expansion of this world that we're in, and also too now, like understanding that like 
what they know as alchemy is completely different over there and like their uses and kind of like the study okay, of it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I think that is like such a big thing within these, like, like I said, in these next, uh, or within these 10 episodes that I just really enjoyed is on, um, yeah, this is this because it, it once again it creates this just great sense of adventure of like oh shit like you know we're going places you know we're seeing things is you know we're not we're not set into one place and kind of kept it real like kept the world tiny which sometimes works but the fact that they're expanding it out and each place holds a different um each place holds a, a different significance for the story as a whole too. Uh, is, which is great. Um, like you said, in so many words, um, we get introduced to Jing, um, who's also after the philosopher's zone. I believe he also wants to become immortal. Um, no, he wants he wants to figure out more t- immortality because, um, back in his homeland, he's one of fifteen yep. clans. Or uh, I think it's fifteen. I could be wrong. Someone it is fifteen. It is 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one of fifteen clans that have all these people under it. No, because of the the one king that reproduces with all these clans. So essentially, finding immortality is going to be the reason why you know his clan gets elevated to the top. So they're all trying to present gifts, and he feels like this is the one that can um really just like help his family out. So yeah, yeah. All these, all these really fun, uh, kind of yeah. things happening here. Yeah, Ling from Jing. Um, is, <laughs> Ling from Jing. Ling from Jing. That's what I'm gonna say. Ling from Jing is a. He's a great. I mean, ultimately, what this next episode does is add a couple more characters to the story and also continue to like it adds more viewpoints. Right. Like ultimately, at the same. Ultimately, we're all heading towards the same point. We're all going towards the same point. We're going to uncover this mystery. Everyone wants to figure out stuff about alchemy. We're going to figure out stuff regarding the Philosopher's Stone. And everyone wants to improve the lives of whatever they're representing or whatever they're fighting for, um, except the evil people. Well, I guess evil people also want to improve their lives. Um, can't, you know, I don't want to discriminate. But Every, we're all heading towards the same thing, but what this does is add a bunch of great characters. Like I love Ling; I think he's hilarious. Uh, oh, he's he, so funny! He's one of the best characters in this series for sure. Yeah, he adds um, comedic relief to various situations where it's him and um, what's my man's name, um, Barry the Chopper, who adds a lot of comedic relief to these various situations that are going on. Um, but at the end of the last thing, they're like, people are getting too close to our secret. We need to start throwing things in their way. Um, that's coming from the homunculi. Um, and eventually, the they capture Barry the Chopper. They hold him in like this halfway house, essentially, with, a, with another agent. Um, and they want to hold him there because they want to continue to get more information from him. Um Eventually, the Elrics show up to Central because they're looking for Hughes, but it's Armstrong. I think they encounter... No, no. They didn't encounter Armstrong. 
um, Roy Mustang encounters Armstrong and essentially says, like, did you tell him about the Hughes thing? And it was like, no, we're going to keep him from him from now. But they eventually find out. Yeah, to- because uh, they got caught up in the back-to-back lies. They told him that that boy Hughes got transferred, and then they see uh, Lieutenant Ross. Ross right after. And she was like, uh, nigga, transfer where? You got, tra- you got transferred all right. Transferred to the big, uh, the big <laughs> department in the sky. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they're like, oh, that's crazy. Like, no one told us. That's nuts. So they try to, they eventually reach the family. Winry's going to go visit his family. They all kind of got to figure out this and kind of like deal with it all, all over themse- with themselves um, over the loss of Hughes. And this is the first time. And people were scared to tell Edward because he's essentially like, he's going to use this as his like, for vengeance and get himself in more trouble and po- potentially, um, be detrimental to himself and his brother's journey and our own, to be honest, our own work. So he's going to stand in the way of his own self. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a very emotional episode. Um, But also we're introduced to, we see various, you know, things going on. We see um, what's there's a homoculi who's posing as a member of the thing. This black guy, I was like, damn, you had to pose as a black guy. It's black face, brother. Um, and so much more. Um, the following episode at the end of the episode, they're like, Lieutenant Ross, can you surrender your gun here? You are under suspicion for killing Lieutenant Hughes. And she's like, What the f- are you talking about? I love it. Yeah, they, had to find a, they had to find a scapegoat. Essentially, they they planted the they sprinkled crack on her, essentially, as one they definitely did. Um, I love this entire arc kind of thing. I love one. I'm a sucker for a good rescue arc. I love it. Um, except bleach, which was fucking way too long. <laughs> I, I thought bleach was long as fuck with that rescue arc. I was like, goddamn, Cause it's just like, everyone had a guess. Everyone had to get like an eight episode fight in. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that unions are running into this many. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Because there's like six of them and they're infiltrating a thing, but it's like, bro, we had to stop everywhere. Like there are this many obstacles. Like these are this many episodes to be. Able That's to be one of those play. times where it's just like, you know, you ever play video games with someone and they're like one of the ones that are like, no, you gotta open every door. Like, yeah, you gotta, yeah like it's, I mean, I do that like, Pokemon, except they don't. They stop putting stuff in houses now in Pokemon games. Yeah. Um, but that's how that arc was. It was one of those like we gotta open every door. I'm like, do you have to really? Like, right. But Lieutenant Ross, she's being interrogated. Essentially, they were in her office. She has been framed for this incident. Um, for essentially firing the bullet, the same bullet that she fired at the laboratory five is the same bullet they found with Hughes, and they're trying to be this whole thing. And Barry the Chopper is like, Wait, she tried to kill me, she's absolutely not guilty. Not that Colonel Mustang actually thinks that she's guilty at all. Um but it prompts this entire this low this back half. This back half is definitely the uh I mean I say these last ten episodes in general are kind of a a Mustang showcase. It is. I think this is pretty this much is, this like is the, this, this is the build up of Mustang. Essentially. I think um his own plot, his own scheme, and how he resolves all of it himself. Um Essentially, they go to the prison, the central prison, 
Barry the Chopper shows up. Um, they free Lieutenant Ross. He was like, listen, you're either going to die now or you're going to run away. And she's like, I'm running. Um, so she runs. She gets out of there. They come across the Elric brothers. They come across a lot of other people. She eventually encounters Colonel Mustang. And it's implied that he kills her using his flame alchemy. And the Elric's like, what are you doing? That was Lieutenant Ross. And she's, he's like, I got to do my job. You know, I'm a cop. <laughs> um, the order was shoot to kill. Right. Something along those lines. It's like, but how could you fry her? Like a fucking <laughs> deep fryer, like air fryer. Like, how could you do that? Um, go ahead. What are your thoughts during no. this moment? Um, Did you feel like she was really dead? No. Even when you were a kid watching this for the first time? Uh, watching it for the first time, no. Just because, like, she's too... You know that Mustang's an ass, right? But he ain't gonna ever go that far. Like, right. so you... To me, I'm like, there there was a scheme. There was something he's there. He's not cold like that. Yeah, he's he not is. cold like that. He's not gonna, like... He's... The reason why I fuck with Mustang is because he has a... I believe that he has like a good heart and he's really like, no, I'm trying to, you know, uh, you know, I'm really trying to rise to office to do really good things. But also he understands too, that to get there, he kind of has to do some asshole things. Um, but he will never, he never crosses a line too much. Like he tries to be as, um, as you know, morally sound as possible i wouldn't say by the book because he i don't think he like follows the rules like that but he's more just morally sound than anything like he, he under he like he could justify his choices by the fact that he's like this is the right thing to do um shout out to the doctor for being in on it too yeah shout out to the doctor Doctor's too. like this is lieutenant ross i know i checked her teeth records all the other stuff is definitely her and it's like damn that's a real one um Shout to Doc. Um, Backbones of America, the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like, I, so I knew that something was up. I knew she wasn't dead, but I was like, okay, wh- like what? I didn't know what her bigger part was in, in this scheme. Like, I didn't know if they were going to, but to, to see, um, because she's not really like that a major character, out. to be honest with you. Like, yeah, it's it's she's a, she's a good side character. Yeah, it wasn't a good side character, and not even like Hawkeye to Mustang. She's like, yeah, no, she's just another, just a good. I don't know. She's just part. She's part of the team, obviously, but she definitely. Uh, I don't know. I felt like this was a role that I was like, wow, she's getting a real role in this. It's kind of like Flock in Attack on Titan. It's like, wow. This actually lasted more than one episode. Um, <laughs> um but yeah, so I uh yeah, I like this moment. I and once again, uh like how I said in the beginning of the episode of just or wasn't even beginning, was it our just conversation before this of they do a really good job at the end of these arcs tying up the the loose ends. Like, mm-hmm. even her whole story is just like, okay, we've seen it all play out. Like, it's not like this big cliffhanging mystery, like hit mystery or this thing of you don't really, uh, or you figure out she's alive, but you don't know what, like, role or part she's going to play 
you know, like they they right. completed her story. You figure out that you know it was a full elaborate setup for her to get out. They um they By meet Xerxes Mustang and everybody who they thought because he had given um Hawkeye leave. And she seemed very, very mad about it. And he was just on the phone, like, yeah, I might take a leave of my own shit, man. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm about to go chill and hang out and da, 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 get that. No. But he was very elaborate in this scheme. Once again, I, I I enjoy how meticulous he is. It's not like he be, you know, leaving room or opportunity for him to fuck up. Right. Well, this is because he's so. He realizes, and I think a lot of people realize this, that Elric is starting to realize, that everybody realizes that there's something wrong with the government in this. There's something very um, corrupt about it. And it's not like over abusing of power, but it's just like something isn't right. Um, and he's doing his best to get to that thing. And as he's getting closer, it's similar to Hughes. And the only reason why he isn't killed is because they don't want to kill him. They want to sacrifice him. Um but as he's getting closer, he's realizing there's these things that's happening in his way, essentially. Like, um, and one of them is Ross getting Ross out of the way, and you know, a lot of situations are kind of occurring. And he's doing his best. He's realizing all this is happening, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to do my best to kind of get in the way of all of this, but I'm going to do it within the confines of the rules because there's so much going on. There's so much that I could lose doing this, but I'm going to do it all in the confines of this thing. So. Um. Yeah, they eventually reached that halfway point in the desert. Um, Ed is taken by, by um Armstrong to this part in the desert, and they show that she's alive, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, yes!" And it's like, "Take her to Shing," and now she's on her way to Shing. Um, there is a another part. Well, the action starts to kind of like really heat up now because the homunculi are like something right this is- oh you can't pass up the, the big the big reveal in xerxes too xerxes <laughs> go off because i'm like i should have taken notes oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially you know ed is out there um he was the only one brought in and bring alphonse he goes out there but they are in the ruins and he sees the ruins and he sees the the huge like half of the transmutation circle. He's like, man, this reminds me of the transmutation circle that was in the fifth ward where they were doing all the, um, soul transmutations, uh, there or working on, uh, the, the philosophy, uh, the philosopher's stone there. And that's when the Ishlevans, one of them attacked them. And then they all came out on the gang together. He meets the older, uh, the elder and she brings up, uh, the Rock Bells, Winry's parents, and mm-hmm. we figured out that Scar is the one that killed Winry's parents. But she was, the, you know, but her parents were actually being doctors out there, like really uh, helping out the Ishlevans and whatnot. But she doesn't know this yet, and we don't. She does we, not know this yet. We but, don't. We don't know this until like much, much later on down the fact. Yeah. Well, she doesn't figure out, but Ed figures out that moment. Right. Um, but doesn't tell her. There's something uh, about them, someone dying and them not telling them. <laughs> hey, man, listen, this is it's full of secrets in this fucking show. Uh, with that said, um, then we move on to the action. The, the, homuncul- the homunculi pull up. Um, fuck. 
I'm trying to figure out where it actually begins. There's so much that happened in this damn thing. Um, Central Back at Central Command, the Mustang unit prepares for the next stage of the operations as Barry human body attacks Falman's apartment. And then it kind of, yeah, then it gets like real bad boys too on this. Um, they head out the yeah, building. Because uh, they, they, they had an inkling because that's, when they, that's the reason why they had Hawkeye set up as, in that sniper position. Right, right, right. So they're saved, eventually puts a bullet in the human body, and it's saved by Lieutenant Hawkeye, who's on the phone. But then behind Lieutenant Hawkeye, they end up seeing it's none other than Gluttony, who is just like, um, I'm going to eat you. Essentially. So she shows up, Gluttony shows up, and then the other dude shows up. I forgot. Um, I forgot his name. Hey, I forgot his name too, but shout out to him and his dog. Yeah, shout out to him. They show up, they try to like bring him off. I don't know how Roy Mustang got there so fucking fast. I don't know where this is located. I don't know where he did, but he eventually Yeah, I didn't know what the proximity was, but he was there for sure. He showed up. He's like, oh yeah, on the phone. So he eventually left his post and was able to do all of that other stuff like that. Um him and Hawkeye get into it real quick. She's like, why'd you do this? Yeah, something along those lines, but hey, what are you going to do? We save lives over here. Um, they head over to Central Alchemy Laboratory number three, um, where Roy declares that the lab's very involvement already implicates members of the military command in the ongoing conspiracy and orders a retreat as they already have what they need. Our chopper has other plans, and he's storming in after his body. And boy... It leads to a whole bunch of everything. Um, as they ex- see, go within it, they see Lust, um, who I guess was on a date with Jean at some point. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, what was her name? Uh, what do you call her? Or alias? I forget. Hold on, let me see. Sorry with the S. That's all I remember. Uh, but essentially, she was playing my man Jean. What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Um, hey, man, listen. Who, who, who of us have not dated homunculi? You know what I'm saying? Um, Mom, what? <laughs> what? But, but eventually, I mean, it gets into this big scuffle, but she ends up pretty much putting a hole in everybody. Um, and Rest in peace. They, right. Rest in peace to my boy, Havoc. So... Um. They get we get into this white room where they chase uh fuck, there's a lot of things that go there's a lot that goes on. <laughs> Essentially they they cause Barry runs into that room, room where right. they have that large whatever that thing is. Um and Hawkeye and all this other yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and and after Lust done stabby stabby havoc and in, in uh Mustang. She mm-hmm. pulls up in that room and tells Hawkeye, like, yeah, Mustang, I already killed that guy. And the Hawkeye kind of gets, you know, she's like skipping about to empty the clip on her. And Alphonse got to play his, uh, you got to live. Right, right. He uses alchemy to try to shield him as much as he can. He tries to step in the way. Barry gets gone. Um, he gets chopped up uh, into sh- sh- um, sheet metal. Um but eventually, before it seems like all is about to go awry, Roy Mustang appears once again. He has 
Um, he has closed the wound by cauterizing it. It's a big, uh, big endeavor kind of move. Um, and he's, they were like, you know, you can't just kill me. And he was like, okay, I'm going to, oh, we're going to kill you. Um, <laughs> so with his, with the, what's it called? Not a match. With the lighter from, was it Havoc? Yeah. Yeah, it was Havoc's lighter. Havoc's lighter. And he etched the, he etched the down circle in his hand, too. And lights her the fuck up. And it's one of the most sad, it's not the most satisfying moment, but it's one of the most satisfying moments where he continues to, you know, just set her on fire and set her on fire. Set her on fire. What future song is playing during this? Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Let's see. Oh, I was thinking of the what is it? The on fire tonight skit on Cameron's album. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like hold on, let me see. Let me see. I'm trying to find it. Uh, it's definitely something on there. One. Trying to think. Maybe. Well. There we go. So that's playing as he's lining her up. Throw away by future. Um, And eventually he essentially disintegrates and deteriorates and burns her body into nothing, including the Philosopher's Stone, which, uh, yeah, which also gets broken down. Um, It's a satisfying ending. That's a fan servicey titties moment. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot all about that. Shout out to it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's very rare in this uh in this series. So when it happens, it's really funny. As Lust dies, she compliments the colonel's focus and determination, but remarks that his straightforward eyes will soon grow cloudy with despair. Mustang collapses in exhaustion and thanks Al for protecting Hawkeye for requesting an ambulance be summoned for Havoc and himself. In the entranceway, Bradley watches the scene, but quietly sheathes his sword and walks away. Listen, he's everywhere. He is everywhere. Wrath is everywhere. You don't think he's there. Yeah, son. Even when you don't think. Final final episode of our rewatch part. It's called Father Before the Grave. Van Hohenheim. Big ho, <laughs> big ho, <laughs> um, the big ho, man, the big ho. Um, we see that Edward and Al. He eventually um, shows up at their mother's grave, and he's furious with her because this is anime we're talking about. We hate fathers; they're no good. They don't have any explanations for why they leave. In fact, it's a most selfish explanation of why they leave, but they're doing it for the good. But still, they have ruined their kids' lives and have sent their kids to become shonen protagonists because of it. Yep. Um, I can't wait to do that for my kid. Ed is like, why did he, Van, you know, Big Ho is essentially like, why did you burn down the house? And he's like, because I wanted to forget everything and I wanted to stay strong in the journey that he had. To which Hohenheim says, you didn't do that. You did that because you didn't want to leave a trace of anything that you did. 
and you know what you did and he hates him more because of it he's like oh you fucking bastard i hate you so much um and he said you didn't even collect the insurance money on the house <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make an insurance claim on it he's going through some things we see um let's see The I think one of the big things here is obviously we learned that what we thought was their mother really wasn't their mom at all, and it's it's a it gives a sense of relief, which to me I, it, it it was hard for me to like put two and two together, um, because the explanation I still gotta I still gotta dissect the explanation of like what it really was it's essentially like they didn't kill his mother twice what the implicate what the implication was was that them bringing her back they brought the body back and she had to die all over again and whatever the monstrosity that was there. So they brought the body back, and she they essentially he killed his mother. That's what he thought it was, um, but he realizes that that wasn't his mother's body. So his mother's body is still out there, and if that's the case, Alphonse's body is still out there. So they can revive him using the body still. So the body isn't completely wasted; it isn't completely gone. It took me a while to figure it out because I was like, "What is the fuck is he th-? like? I don't get what." Um, I get that it's not the body, but why would this be a good thing? But it's like essentially like he didn't kill him again. And yeah. he calls Izumi and explains like, did you check the body? And she gets a sense of relief because it's not the same body as her child. And she knows that the journey isn't necessarily over and they remain more um, more strong doing it. But Al has this essentially... He has this moment where he realizes that because of all the explanations that he had over this course of the last 10 episodes, that his body, because his body um, isn't a, because he's not in his original body, his, his body is going to break down at some point. Like he's eventually going to um, conk out and will not be able to return to his body. So they got to, make sure to do what they got to do um to make it there and they're like listen we're gonna make this thing happen we're gonna make it uh he's not completely immortal but we're gonna make this thing happen and the episode ends with elric kind of like the elric's renewed and they're focused and benry is like was his shoulders always so broad it's like all right relax like relax relax (laughs) Um, been doing his pull-ups, chill on my man. Did was he? He's getting a little taller, isn't he? Um, and that's where we're ending on this recap right here. It's a lot to go through. This is a, this is a lot. Um, and it's interesting because I was talking about arcs. This this story doesn't really have a very defined like arc thing. We we go from journey to journey. There are definitely like little parts where things take place in a certain city and a couple episodes are about the same thing, but it's really just this big flowing story. It's it's an adventure, you know, it's like this flowing adventure is just like to uncover secrets. 
Yeah, and it's like the more secrets you uncover, the more secrets you end up finding, and you gotta and, uncover and those. The more dangerous it actually gets. gets, yeah, the more dangerous it gets. Um, and I mean, that's I mean, I think even from the beginning of the series, that's been like the the main theme and something that was said a lot throughout characters of just like man, there's just like of this truth within the truth, you know, like right, nothing is always what it seems, and that's what you're starting to figure out of even you know there you know, within these episodes we watch of like greed telling them like whatever you know about this world, you don't really know like the impossible is impossible. You know, uh, and you just got to figure out how to, you know, how to make it possible or figure out, the, you know, the things that make that thing possible. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we, you know, when we were talking about this before you said it was, it was hard making notes because things are very straightforward, mm-hmm. which kind of makes this story, uh, which I feel is like really adds to the story because although you're, you're, you know, once again, we're going through this adventure. We're figuring out these things, plot twists and whatnot. Right. Um, they don't go veer off so far course where you're kind of like now stuck where, you're, you know, you're like, well, what, like, what the fuck does that really even mean? Like things in here have real true significant meanings and they have, uh, they play into the overall role of the story. Um, and as you go along, like with it, they they do a good job of like knowing when to be like okay this thing has ran its course let's tie it up but like mm-hmm. let's tie it up in a way where it ties into whatever new or whatever we're trying to you know whatever we're trying to introduce like i said the moment in Xerxes of you kind of get this ending of lieutenant ross's story and her you know and her finish but within that same moment you're getting a whole new Pandora's box open, figuring out that, you know, Scar was the one that killed, you know, Winry's parents. So they have this great, you know, in, in their storytelling of, of making moments feel like really full in terms of there is there is a lot happening and there's like closure happening. But mm-hmm. also there is a, 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 a new door opening at the same time. So it just continues to like move the story in this progress forward of like, OK, you know, and, and I think the fact that they lay it out, though, in a way where it's like, OK, this is very just like what it is. Mm-hmm. It helps those. It just helps go along so much smoother and easier. Every yeah, every episode is teaching us new things that we haven't explored or their, the adventure keeps getting as they go deeper and deeper. Like we learn, there things get a lot more dangerous, and as people get more closer to the truth, they end up having to go against these um, things that are stopping them from learning the truth. But um, we're getting there. We're twenty episodes into this arc, we're a third of the way through the series. Um, next episode, we will be going through the next ten episodes, which is going to include the return of Scar. Is going to. Re- include a battle against a very tough homunculus um and it's going to include some backstory that may or may not be comfortable for a lot of people so make sure you guys stay tuned to the lookout follow the lookout the lookout on rnc radio anywhere that you listen to podcasts and the lookout on rnc on twitter instagram everywhere um and if you're enjoying this yeah enjoy it with us i promise next week we'll have better notes i'll tell you that (laughs) Um, but until then, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.